This is Kyle Keller. You're listening to H10, Hanshin Tigers English News. Thanks, Kyle. We are back with a fresh episode of Hanshin Tigers English News just for you, fellow Tigers fan. Welcome to episode 170 on this beautiful Monday afternoon here. It is March the 27th in Japan. I believe, Sanjay, where you are in Hawaii, it is still March the 26th. Am I correct? It is. Happy Aloha Sunday to you. There you are. Mr. and Mr. Uh, Future Man. It's it's Monday here in Nishinomiya. I'm T. Ray, the host of the show. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. As I've already, I think, said, I appreciate all of you listeners. Today is a special show for us, Sanjay, as we actually run through our seventh annual Central League Standings Prediction Spectacular. Woohoo! I hope you're all ready for your required dosage of Hanshin Tigers dopamine. You ready, Sanjay? Bring it on, T. Ray. All right, let's go. It's time. Keeping it short and sweet today with the rumors and news, we have got an injury report for you, and we're going to start it with the bee's knees. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Jeremy Beasley still out with a knee injury. Um, there were reports a couple weeks back that he would be back in the bullpen on March the, 20- the 14th, but I have yet to read any reports of him being on the mound, which means he obviously is not. And so who knows? I would assume that May is probably the earliest we'll see him on the top squad, possibly even June, July. You never know. And uh, the second one that we need to report to you is that our projected day two starter, the man who won 10 plus games in back-to-back seasons since being drafted, that would be Masashi Ito, still has a shoulder injury. He will not be ready for opening week by the looks of things. Um, But um, Okada has still said that he wants to try out various pitchers. That's bullpen, I think, and starters maybe on the farm early this week before opening day, before he makes his final decisions about that roster spot. That said, a bum shoulder before the season starts, not a good thing. So hopefully he rests up well. We want him back healthy. We don't necessarily want him back hastily. Correct? Correct. We want 120% Masashi Ito version. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of time to win 10 plus games. The proof is in the fact that, remember our old blue goat from last season who missed the first three weeks of the season because of COVID and then just kind of reconditioning himself still had a league high 13 last season. So Masashi, if anyone can do it, you can, and we wait for your return. All right. Next up, we got our man, Fuji. Fuji. So we are always excited about the Fuji. Um, Yeah. I, I found a way to shorten his name even further. Right. <laughs> um, anyways, Fuji is slated. We can we can set this right up. He is slated to start on April the first, game two, I believe, or is it game three for his Oakland Athletics this year? And as many of you know, he played with the Hanshin Tigers for a full ten years. Uh, so we want to follow him, uh, even though he is stateside. So the nineteenth against the Dodgers, he threw four and two thirds, walked five, threw a wild pitch, struck out four, allowed just one run and only one hit. And he followed that up with an equally Fuji esque. Uh, outing on the 25th against the Brewers, six innings pitched, no hits. He no hit him. 
but he allowed no two runs. He allowed two <laughs> runs. One of them came on a wild pitch. The other one was on, it was a run scoring double play because he walked four guys and threw two wild pitches in the fourth inning of that game. Outside of that, though, it sounds like, um, like outside of that inning, he had one hit batsman and one wild pitch and no hits. So that's not too bad for his other five innings of work. But anyhow, you know, two runs in six innings, it's not bad. You take that any time you get it. So in theory, that's still a quality start, isn't it? It is, and it's a 3.0 ERA, which is quite good in the major leagues, especially for a first-year guy. Um, I also got a little chat with uh, Issei, his translator, and he says, yeah, we're leaving Arizona for California on the 25th, which was a couple of days ago or yesterday maybe for them. Can't wait for the season to start. We watched WBC. It was great. Hopefully, Fuji can be on the next WBC team. What say you, Sanjay? Cool, cool, cool is what I say. And um, yeah, he's going to be pitching on April 1 uh, and facing Otani the hitter. No fooling around. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. All eyes are going to be on that matchup for sure. All right, Fuji, we're wishing you the best for a great start to your MLB career once the regular season gets started. And now it's time to talk a little bit about the farm. So some of you may know uh, the farm started their season earlier than the top squad. They have played six games. They actually should have played nine by now, Sanjay. They had three rainouts during that span. And so the team is currently sitting at two wins, four losses. Truth be told, the pitching down there has looked quite bad. But the other thing that puzzles me is who they're putting out there on the mound. I just don't get it. You know, Niho has seen a lot of action. And then... um who got the start the other day that I was just baffled by? There was somebody I was like, we still have that guy? So I'm not sure what what is doing down there. But uh, yeah, I will say this. We got some great news as far as a couple of hitters that you got to keep your eyes on. I pulled this off of the stat line and I've seen some of the highlights. Rookie, 18-year-old, Kinase Itzibo, 10 for 18 start with two home runs. How do you like them apples for an 18-year-old? That's unbelievable. I mean, is, is this guy for real or is he a manga character? Yeah, I mean, we will see. I don't think he can keep up a 556 average forever, but uh, for a couple more weeks, it'll be nice. Um, and then uh, also, the guy that we are hoping to see on the top squad, and he still might get there, and that would be Inoue, is 9 for 27 so far down there with three home runs. Three home runs in six games. That would put him on pace for, oh, Murakami times 1.5, Garai? Something around that, right? <laughs> Sorry to throw in some poorly accented Japanese there. But uh Yeah. Good stuff for our boy, you know, way. And then as far as pitchers, um, BK had a decent outing. I think he went five and two thirds, no hits, but it was kind of Fuji-esque. Five walks, allowed one run, but he struck out nine. So a pretty good outing down there on the farm for BK. If he can just get his control under control, he is going to be a force on the top squad as well. I keep having visions of uh, Bull Durham, Nuke Lelouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean... It, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, also down there on the farm, uh, as far as pitchers, there really have only been four good pitchers. So BK and then Otake had a good start. And in relief, Kobayashi and Moriki looked good. That's about it. So hoping that they are going to figure things out. But I mean, honestly, the farm is the farm. Just let them develop. Let them grow as players. There you go. All right. 
Before we get into recapping the action, the end of the uh, preseason here, let's give some shout outs to our patrons. And of course, you can join the Patreon family at www.patreon.com slash the Hanjin Tigers. So we're going in reverse order today. Mario in the USA, Fran in the UK, Rick Silvers in Texas, Tom Zilla in Osaka, Shane Barclay from Japan Ball, Jamie Owens from Central English Okayama, Joe in Wakayama, Ian Hadel in Texas, Anita in Nishinomiya, the Tokyo Swallows podcast, and Yana Rasanen, who's in either Osaka or Helsinki or both. Thank you all, patrons. Thank you, patrons. Since preseason games really don't matter very much in terms of wins and losses, we're just going to give you some scores and a couple of brief stat lines so that you are in the know about which players have been performing down uh, during those games. So we go back to March the 15th when we were in Yokohama against the Bay Stars and we beat them 2-0. to zero. Otake and Junya with four innings pitched, one hit apiece. So no runs against, obviously, and KK with the save in that one. It was Obata and Itohara with RBI singles to score us those two runs. Two days later, we are in Tokyo at Jingu Stadium against the Swallows, and we beat them 8-0. to zero. So two straight shutouts rattled off by our boys. Aoyagi, five innings pitched. Not his best work, but still some zeros. And then Kajiya Shimamoto, Ishii, and Tomida completed the shutout. Teruaki... Sato with two hits, two RBIs, one home run, Noisy with an RBI double, and more. We rained out the middle game of that series that we were supposed to have, and the third game, we were on the losing end of a shutout. Uh, Saiki went five innings pitched, four hits, three runs against, including an Osuna home run, and Akiyama with three innings pitched, no runs against. The losing goes a little bit longer here um, through the Tokyo region. So against the Lions, a couple days later, um, Nishi, the elder, five innings pitched, no runs against. Junya started this game as the DH. That was kind of cool. He got an infield hit. And Iwazaki with one inning pitched and allowed two home runs. And that's what cost us the game. But who cares? The next day, the Giants hosted us at Tokyo Dome, and Junior was on the mound for this one. Five innings pitched, five runs against uh, Morishita with a home run, and Watanabe with a bases clearing double. So that accounted for our four runs, and they got one extra run against somebody. I forget who. Uh, the losing streak didn't come to an end the next day, but it, the final or the next game, but that was the end of the losing streak. We lost five to two against the Buffaloes at Kyosara Dome. Aoyagi was shaky, four innings pitched, three runs against. Shimamoto with one inning, one inning pitched and two runs against. And Oyama with a two-run home run, his first home run of the preseason. After he was batting somewhere around a buck fifty, he finally got things going towards the end. Encore, encore. Well, let's hear it then. The next day, we were the hosts also at Kyosara Dome. We just kind of swapped dugouts, and we were the home team. We beat the Buffaloes 7-0, so our third shutout of this fortnight. Oyama with a three-run home run, Sato with a solo home run, Chikamoto with an RBI triple, and Akiyama had four shutout innings, and Murakami had two shutout innings. So it was a nice bit of pitching and a nice bit of hitting. Uh, we did it all in this game. Good job, guys. Good job. Unfortunately, we ended the preseason with a loss, but again, wins and losses don't matter. What does matter is the fact that Psyche kind of got beat up again. Five innings pitched, two home runs, uh, so a total of four runs um, on his tab. And 
uh, pardon me, Hamachi gave up a late run. Tomida and Ishii each with an inning of perfect relief. And we scored on, well, Chikamoto scored on a wild pitch. And then Nakano scored on a ground out to second base. That was in the top of the fourth. So that's it. We ended the preseason eight wins, nine losses. And from what I hear, we led the NPB in runs scored during the preseason. Yes, we did. We had 72 runs yep. in 17 games. And the number two slot belongs to Rakuten, who played 20 games. They played more games, three more games than us, and only had 71 runs. And, you know, Okada had said that this team needs to score four runs per game. We don't need to try to win eight to seven or try to, you know, we don't need a boatload of runs every game. And we averaged just over four runs during that 18-game stretch. So that's not too bad. I think we only got shut out once or twice. I hope it was once, but... I'm not looking at the full sketch. But anyways, um, after last year's 26 bagels, was it? Something crazy like that. Yeah. I just can't endure another season of that. So we, you know, I'll accept the fact that we are going to get shut out every now and then. I just hope it doesn't happen as often as it did in 2022. Here, here. So let's kind of highlight a couple of guys that performed well during the preseason. It's kind of the pre-players of the month award right now. What you gonna do when your team needs you? You're gonna stand tall and hit it over the wall. You are the player of the month. The man, the myth, the tiger. Your player of the month. So I'm looking at, as far as my hitter, rookie Morista, who led the team with eight RBI. I think he hit three home runs in my... Right about that? Yes, three home runs. So for a kid to come in, perform that well, and you know he just seemed to have a lot of quality at bats, even when he did not get on base, he still looked pretty good. Uh, just at the plate, looks under, looks like he's in control, and he's very confident laying off of pitches that he doesn't like. So I really like that about him. How about you? Who did you see as far as hitters? Well, um, not to be too boring, but I chose Morishita as well. He is actually the team leader in the Triple Crown category. He batted 314, which is also second in the Central behind... Um, no, in the NPB. They they put it all together for preseason. NPB, sorry. Behind, the NPB behind um, the guy from SoftBank uh, who, had, who hit 415, which is ridiculous. So we won't count that. Uh, he was sixth uh, in the NPB in home runs with three. And he was seventh in NPB with uh, eight RBIs. So he stacked up well against all these seasoned guys too. There you go. And there is definitely some good talk that he is already kind of a front runner or he's definitely in the talk um, as a potential rookie of the year, which would be our first rookie of the year winner in seven seasons. We won't mention the one who got it then because most people don't know his name. Unfortunately, he has crashed and burned since. Morista will not. Okay, how about pitching? I've got one guy that I just simply cannot believe how well he has done, but I'm going to let you go first this time, and I will bring up the rear. Well, um, I was going to say the same person you were going to say, and so in the interest of being a little bit more interesting, I went with the guy that I thought had a, quite a fantastic march, and that is our Atsu Atsu Atsuki Yuasa in WBC. There you go. Um, you know, our lone pitcher that got called to the team um he was not the closer he was he brought he was brought in for that one high leverage situation um 
but he definitely performed well and uh you know he does us proud so we're looking forward to him being the closer for the hunching tigers this year i am going to go to a different reliever that i just can't believe i mean he had a good 2022 in limited playing time but in 2023 in march he's been unhittable daichi ishii not a very tall guy he's a reliever let me just run down his line first of all he did not allow a single run during spring training he had i believe nine mounds eight mounds um and from March the 5th, this is how it goes. He threw one inning in each of these, except for one of them was a two-inning uh, deal. Eight pitches, nine pitches, seven pitches, 19 pitches. That was a two-inning deal. And the first of those innings, he got through it in three pitches. Three pitches. Um, then seven, then eight, and then 11. So his highest pitch count in one inning was 16, then 11, and the rest were in single digits. Of course, all bagels. I think he gave up two hits um, amidst that stretch. So I'm looking for Ishii to do great stuff with the team this year. All right, well, that'll do it. And now it's time to get into the hot topic. As you know, T-Ray and Sanjay and H10 is hosting the 7th Annual Central League Standings Prediction Contest. We've been doing this since 2017, 26, 2017, I believe, every season. And uh, not to you know boast too much, but I was the winner of the first contest and I actually ran the board in 2017. <laughs> I predicted things perfectly somehow. Since then, I've been not so perfect. And one of the reasons is because I have picked the hunting tigers to win every single year and they don't win so here <laughs> here were the rules though i basically asked people to run down their picks from sixth through first they were allowed to make some comments about teams if they wanted to they didn't have to and then also um there is at the end of the season there's going to be uh, a winner and the reason is that you don't have to run the board to win you don't even have to pick the first place team correctly what happens is for every spot that you pick correctly you get plus two points okay so if you pick the tigers to finish first and they finish first you get two points anything else that you miss you'll lose one point for every spot that you're off so if you pick the giants in second but they finished in sixth you lose four points because you were off by four spots in the standings so you get a minus four for the giants pick and that's how it works and so basically like i mean if you end up with a score above zero you've done well so it's not really about the number at the end. It's just being better than other people. But that's kind of how the contest is going to work. Okay. So we received nine audio entries, which we're going to play for you one by one. Thank you so much to the nine folks who took the time to record themselves and want to be on the air with us here at H10. We also received some text entries. We are not going to read those for you, but you can consult the show notes here and you will find everybody's predictions there. So we're going to start for you with the first entry I got, which was very soon after I posted the contest rules, and that would be Ian Hadel. So just give me one second here, and then we are going to play that one for you. Okay, here we go. What's up, everybody? Uh, shout out to H10, T-Ray, and Hunching Tigers fans across the world coming from Texas here in the United States. Uh, my name is Ian Hadel, and I'm here with my 2023 CL predictions. So starting from the bottom, we have the carp, uh, 
at number five, we have the Bay Stars. At number four, we have the Dragons. At number three, we have the Giants. At number two, we have the Swallows. And of course, at number one, Ichiban, we have the Hunching Taigas. Uh, my choices were simply based on where I want the teams to finish this year and uh, nothing more than that. So, Atarashi Kantoku Okara san, are o onegaishimasu. Are onegaishimasu. Soshite Hanshin Tigers, ganbatte kudasai. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> How you like that? A little bit of Roko Roshi in the background? Uh, yeah, I was really surprised to hear that. That's awesome. He killed it. And uh, yeah, interesting picks. We thank you for that. So we're going to go now to our number two choice. Our, pardon me, our number two. Our number two submission was from Christian Jin, and I'll let him introduce himself. But here we go uh, to give that one a listen. Hello, everyone. Christian Jin here coming to you from Graveyard Baseball, covering all things Pacific League and the Cebu Lions in English. Here with the Central League predictions. So in last place, I have the Chinichi Dragons. In fifth place, I have the Bay Stars. In fourth place, I have the Yomiuri Giants. In third place, I have the Hiroshima Carp as a sleeper. In second place, I have the Hanshin Tigers. And in first is the Yakult Swallows. I have them three-peating uh, the Central League. As for the tiebreaker, I have Johan Mieses and Sheldon Noise combining for 33 home runs. Enjoy the season ahead, and uh, good luck to all involved. And good luck to your lines as well, Christian. Thank you so much for your submission. Sanjay, he picked the carp in third. And then I was like, well, he's going to pick the Tigers to win it all. And then he didn't. Gosh. Repeat, man. <laughs> I don't know if I like that either. Yeah, but say la vie. All right, we're up for our next one. And that would be Doug. So here we go. Giving Doug's submission a listen. Yo, 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 Hanshin fans across the world. This is Doug coming at you from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And first of all, I just want to thank you, T-Ray, Sanjay, for an awesome show that I love listening to. Uh, and now I want to pitch in with my Central League predictions. Now, admittedly, these uh, are a little bit of a stab in the dark because I haven't been following the preseason that closely, mostly been running after my two-year-old toddler instead. And also, spoiler alert, I'm not going to have Hanshin Tigers in first. Uh... Not because I don't think they'll win the pennant. I think they will. But I want to win something even if they don't. So I'm hedging my bets a little bit here. So in sixth place, I'm going to go for Carp. In fifth place, Dragons. Fourth place, haha, <laughs> Tokyo Giants. Third place, Swallows. Second place, unfortunately, Hanshin Tigers. And first place, base stars what yeah no Asian Tigers are actually going to win the pennant but this is my official prediction and for the tiebreaker I'm going to say they'll combine for 26 home runs there you go that's my prediction thanks again for the awesome show later alright we want to thank Doug, for that. What do you think about about that hedging your bets? 
Thank you, Doug. I appreciate the shout out. Um, yeah, and he's definitely hedging his bets. Uh, he's, he must be like a risk management guy or something. Pretty smart. <laughs> well, we'll take it. All right. So I love that everyone is kind of showing their personality in their picks. And the next one is no exception either. And that would be Pete, who sent this prediction to us. Okay, guys, here we go. Pete Duffy here. 2023 predictions. Of course, I've got Hanshin at the top. I don't like Okada. He's a dinosaur. But I think we're going to manage to pull it off anyhow with that pitching. And Sato's going to get hot this year. Number two is going to be the Swallows because they're just good. And Murakami probably is going to get stronger because of the WBC there. They're going to be tough to beat. Number three, I'm going to put the base stars in number three, even though they hired that sex offender, I think he'll probably get about 15 wins and that'll push them up there. I'm going to drop the dragons right in next. And then we'll do the carp and I'll put the giants right at the bottom because they suck and I hate them anyway. And as for our home run bonus question there, I think our guys will probably get hurt and they won't pan out to anything. And I'll say those two jokers will probably hit about 13 or 14. Hold you. <laughs> you know, he Pete basically said what everybody's thinking, but maybe doesn't want to admit to. So thank you, Pete, for your lovely submission there. Okay, moving on to our fifth submission. That would be the Z-Man. So. Let's give that one a listen right now. Hey there, this is Z-Man from Kobe, Japan, ready to make my fearless predictions for the 2023 Central League Final standings. Last year was so close. Actually, I wasn't close. The Giants disintegrated. But let's give it a roll for 2023. Here are my teams in reverse order. Last year, I predicted the Giants to come in first. They sucked. They have the talent, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's the coach. So I'm predicting them to come in sixth this year. Kind of uh, going from one extreme to the other with the Giants. In fifth, we have the familiar, the comfortable, um, the unassuming Hiroshima Carp. Don't see a lot of changes in that team, so I think they'll be on the bottom half of the finals. Next, uh, in front of the uh, carp, I have the dragons, surprisingly, even though they came in sixth last year. I was impressed with their game against the national the Japan Samurai team in that they demonstrated they had offense. I don't know if that'll hold for the season, but it was impressive. In third, we have the uh, Bay Stars. And... Um, you know, Trevor Bauer's contribution there. We'll see how that rolls out. Obviously, he's a wonderful, talented pitcher, but he's also a disruptive force on any team, as he's proven since he was in high school. So that, no doubt, will repeat with the Bay Stars. But anyway, um, he will contribute, as he is a quality pitcher. Second, we have our hometown favorites, the Hanshin Tigers. A um, little uh, hesitant to make this prediction, don't see a great increase in talent, but we do have a better manager 
in my opinion, uh, this year than last. So hopefully that will result in a top of the table landing at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. And first, I'm going with the Swallows because um, again, not a lot of changes with them either. But still, they ran away with it last year, and uh, I would think that they were going to be the favorites going in for a first place finish once again. Regarding the tiebreaker with the new Gaijin and the home run count, um, I'm predicting on the low side there, maybe 22 home runs. So that's my predictions for 2023. Uh, thanks to T-Ray for putting together this contest. Good luck to all the other contestants, and uh, I'm looking forward to collect the final prize at the end of the season. Thank you so much. You're not collecting the prize at the end of the season because you didn't pick the Tigers to win it all. And they're going to win it all. Oh, I just told everyone <laughs> my pick. Dang it. Ah, I just could not keep quiet, could I? All right. Well, thank you, Z-Man, for your pick. And next, I believe we have got Yaku Cosmo. What a wonderful addition to have his voice on the show. If you don't follow him on YouTube, you're missing out because he has got some great content there. Um, knows his baseball quite well and puts out some really relevant stuff. So let's give Cosmos, pardon me, Yaku Cosmopolitan, I should call him by the full name. Uh, let's listen to his predictions now. Hello, everyone. This is the Yaku Cosmopolitan. You can find me on YouTube and on Twitter. Happy to join all of you to offer my predictions for the 2023 MPB season. For the Central League, I have the DNA Bay Stars winning the pennant, followed by the Yomiri Giants in second, Yakult Swallows in third, Hanshin Tigers in fourth, Chunichi Dragons in fifth, and the Hiroshima Carp in last. I think the Bay Stars offense significantly underperformed last year, and they were still able to finish in second. So if the hitting plays up to its full potential, then I think they have the most well-rounded team in the league. Now, I'd be lying if I said I think the Giants pitching is good, but... I do like their new foreign imports, and I think they have enough young arms to where that stacked lineup can carry them. And then I think the same goes for the Yakult Swallows. Their pitching is pretty iffy, but they still have a super deep lineup headlined by Murakami, obviously. As far as the B-class goes, Hanshin and Chunichi both have some elite pitching, and it wouldn't surprise me if either of them made the playoffs, but I just don't have much confidence in that hitting. Now, if the Tigers get career years from Sato and Oyama plus Morishita or Inoue and maybe Noisy have a breakout, then they're in serious business, but that's a pretty big if. And finally, I don't think the Carp are that bad, but I just don't think they're particularly great in any category. And the Central League teams towards the bottom here are so close together that I just have to put them in last place. Thanks for having me on. Good luck to the Tigers this year. Indeed, good luck to the Tigers. Thanks for putting them in the B class, but they're going to prove you wrong-o. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Let's, that, that remains to be seen. Of course, you know we respect your decision and your right to put them where you think they're going to be. All right. Well, let's move into our seventh submission, and that would be from another uh, fellow tweeter out there, Baystars English, Dio. Let's give it a listen. Hello everyone, this is BaseStarsEN on Twitter, and here's my prediction for the Central League 2023 season. Um, at top, I predict BaseStars to win the championship for this season, um, as I always do. And in second place, uh, Yakult Swallows 
followed by Yomiuri Giants, and then, sorry, uh, Hanshin Tigers, um, and then the Chunichi Dragons, and then the Hiroshima Carp. Uh, as for the tiebreaker, uh, Noisy and Miesis will combine to hit, uh, I'd say, a generous 25 home runs in the 2023 regular season. Alright, that's it from me. Looking forward to a good season. Bye. Thank you as well, Dio, for choosing the Tigers to finish in the bottom half of the standings because... The joke's going to be on you, my friend, when the Bay Stars don't win the pennant for the 26th, 25th straight season. Ha ha. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm going to have to eat my words if and when I'm wrong. But for now, it's just fun to trash talk people from a show where they can't respond. Ha ha. Okay. So I got two more entrants uh, via the audio. These were both right at the last minute, like in the final hour of the contest. And so we're going to listen first to Jimbo, who is out in Canada. Hey there, Tigers fans. It's Canadian superfan Jimbo Bernicki from Montreal here, here with my 2023 Central League predictions. Coming in at last place, I think the Hiroshima Carp haven't done enough to improve this offseason. I think they're really going to struggle like last season and maybe dip off even a little further than they already had. Inversely, the Chinichi Dragons, while I don't think they're going to be superstars, they did add enough bats in the offseason that I think they're going to make it up to fifth place, though I think pitching will still be a struggle. Coming in at fourth, the DENA Bay Stars of Yokohama. Now, Bauer might be the most talented pitcher in the Central League, but he hasn't played in a few years, and I think he might have some early season struggles, and maybe the team won't be able to live up to the hype. Coming in at third, I think the Yomiuri Giants have a bounce-back season. I think their young players will continue to develop. Similarly, the Hanshin Tigers, I think, come in in second place. All their young players will continue to develop, and I think they're going to make big strides this season going forward. But, of course, number one, it's hard to bet against the Eckholt Swallows. They are the top team in the Central uh, Division by far, and I think, without a doubt, they will be the best team in the league this season, definitely going to win the pennant, and might even win Japan Series. Without a doubt? <laughs> Come on. At least say it more, Canadian, without a doubt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm Canadian too. I know how to take it. I know how to dish it. Anyways, that'll be interesting. Um... I'll save my comments for now on that, but thank you so much for your submission. Okay, the last one, and again, I got this one right at the end, but what would this show be without predictions from our boy, Zorni? Hey, everyone, it's your boy Zorni here. New season, new manager, new players, uh, some really nice additions to the, uh, to the offense. I'm really excited to see this one. On the field, uh, some some rookies, new guy jeans. Uh, really ex really excited to see uh, Morishita on the field. Uh, not just that, but also oh, I'm expecting to see a little bit of Maegawa and Inoue um, also on the field during the season. So let's see how that goes. Um, the guy jeans also like expect. I'm really excited to see them like to to see them like. Uh, in this lineup, see how like the chemistry goes. Uh, so yeah, I think like it's a big boost to the offense. It's something that was lacking last year. So um, yeah, I think we have all the pieces to be very honest. Uh, so here are my predictions uh, from last to first. Last place, I'm picking Hiroshima. Uh, fifth place, Dragons. Fourth place, Base Stars. Uh, now making the playoffs. 
Uh, last, last spot I'm going to give to the Giants. Uh, second place, second spot, also um, going to the, the Swallows. And first place, obviously, it has to be the Tigers. I'm being very optimistic here. I know it's, it can be quite tricky during the season. Um, I mean, it's a new manager. You, you never know how that's going to play out. But at the same time, I believe that we do have like, the potential to end up in, uh, end up in first place. So this is my take. So yeah, let's see how the, how he goes, and uh, let's go Tigers. One more more thing for my tiebreaker. Um, I'm gonna pick uh, News and Mieses with 17 home runs combined. Okay, that's it. Go Tigers. I got news for you, Zorni. It's noisy. Ha ha ha. Hey. Thanks for your predictions, though, man, always. And if you haven't caught it today, me and Zorni have both launched the new slogan and the new banner on our social media. So you'll have to check that out. Zorni is the designer behind that. And so we appreciate all of your hard work. And thank you for your predictions, my man. Great job, Zorni. So there you go. We got nine audio submissions and then we haven't heard any audio predictions from the two hosts of the show. And so. That leaves Sanjay and I to give our predictions. By the way, as I said, there were some text predictions. And also, uh, some people didn't mention their tiebreak home run totals, but those I got via text from them. So if you check the table um, in the show notes for today's show, you can confirm and see who predicted what and how many home runs for the two guys. So I'm going to let you go first. Defer to you, Sanjay. Give us your standings and your reasoning and your tiebreaker. All righty, here we go. JJJ's Central League predictions. Number six goes to the Chunichi Dragons. Same as last year. Fukudome is gone. Kyoda has gone. I'm not so sure about Tatsunami. Um, you know, I, I don't expect much of a change. So... Sorry, that's where they are. That's where they were. That's where they are. And fifth place, uh, I have to go, unfortunately, with the Hiroshima Carp, even though I'm a personal acquaintance of the new manager and I really wanted to push him higher. Um, just on a side note, I kind of looked at what other people have predicted uh, in Japanese, like press and so on. Yeah. No one had them above like fourth. That's kind of surprising. Truth be told. <laughs> But that's that's really the story. Um, yeah, you know, my best you know wishes to Mr. Arai, the new manager, and and the team. You know, prove me wrong. But fifth is where I have them. In fourth place, bucking the trend of the last what since two thousand five, two thousand six, it hasn't happened. But I'm going to predict that it's going to happen this time. The Giants are going to be fourth again, B class for two consecutive years for the second time ever in their history. Their pitching is still questionable. Um, I think Taisei was overworked last year and in WBC. Uh, none of the core players are getting any younger. Sakamoto, Nakata, Maru. Uh, so, and there are a lot of question marks with the new, new imports. So that's where I'm, pl I'm slotting them, number four. Number three, I was actually going to put the base stars there until the news broke about 
Bauer. So by default, Yakult Swallows are in number three. And they're going to miss McGuff. Uh, it's tough to repeat. Murakami's going to have a huge bullseye on his back. They're just going to, like, you know, pitch around him, not not give him good stuff to hit. He, there's, it's going to be very tough for him to repeat the performance of last year. So I think there's got to be some slippage. Uh, I thought that they were going to revert to the mean last year, and they didn't. But I'm thinking that the odds are going to catch up with them now. Which puts the DNA Base Stars in second spot. Um, tough lineup. Uh, they have a lot of good lefty pitchers, which we were bad against. But guess what? We got a lot of right-handed bats this year, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, but the reason that, uh, again, um, Trevor Bauer coming in has kind of pushed them, given them a few extra wins than I thought they would have before that news came out. And that's why they're coming in second place, in my opinion. And of course, in first place, who else? We've got all the horses. We've got the talent. We've got the arms. We've got the manager who will manufacture a few more wins than we had last year. We're going all the way, baby. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, it's kind breaker. of a common it's a common thread on our show. You know, the number one team being the Hunting Tigers shouldn't be a surprise for many of the predictions as well. I mean, you know, if if we were a different uh, team doing this podcast, if we were, say, Seahan something like that, or H-San, I should say, pardon me, the Hiroshima Carp English News, then it would be different, but we're not. And so, of course, we're going to get the majority of people picking the Tigers in first. So, and of course, you know, the, the host of the show, I, I think I might have canned you if you'd picked them anywhere else. So, you know, I'm glad <laughs> that you uh, you did a little bit of uh, kukiyome, read between <laughs> the lines. Yeah. Hey, okay. Why? Interesting bracket. And, you know, so we had this tiebreaker, as we mentioned. Oh, by the way, what is your tiebreaker? What do you say? Yeah, my tiebreaker actually is, is similar. Just somebody else had this as well. Uh, I went with 25 and I thought that was kind of um, reasonably restrained. Yeah, but man, we've seen some even lower numbers, so that kind of surprised me. I guess everybody doesn't have a, a whole lot of uh, expectations from our new bats just yet. Yeah, you and uh, Base Stars En had the same twenty-five pick there. So, um, thank you uh, again for your picks and for your logic. And so, as I was starting to say, and then I remembered you needed to give your tiebreaker. Um, none of us overlapped in our bracket picks. And that includes myself as well. So, I mean, we did have uh, seven people p predicting the Tigers in first, and six of those said the Swallows in second. Uh, but there just wasn't a perfect six that matched, per you know, exactly. So, mm -hmm. you know, interesting for us. Variety okay, well, is the spice of life. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, you know, as I said, somebody will be crowned the winner because the person that gets closest to the bullseye is going to get the prize. Um, if it's me, either I just hoard my prizes or I might just give it to the second place finisher. We'll see. But here is my uh, attempt. And again, you know, these things are just crapshoots. We we never know. You just don't know who is going to finish in what place. And especially, I want to add this. And some of you had said, well, you know, the Dragons finished in sixth last year, so blah, blah, blah. Or the Giants were in fourth, blah, blah, blah. But the gap between third and sixth last year was, what was it, three games? Something like that. Something like that. And so, you know, to say, well, the Dragons were in sixth last year, so I just can't see them getting any better than fifth. It's like, well, you know, if they had won one more game, they would have been in fifth, maybe even fourth last year. So um, that's how tight things were at the end of last season. And I kind of see a similarity in this this year. Like, I really think the only team that is 
indisputably an A-class team is the team that everybody picked to finish in the top three, and that would be the Swallows. You know, even the Tigers aren't guaranteed a playoff spot. We had two people uh, go against the grain and pick them in fourth place, but they're probably the next uh, safest bet for an A-class finish, but you just never know. So here we go with my picks. Number six, I have got, much like almost everybody else, the Hiroshima Carp. First of all, you've got butt-ugly road uniforms this year, and I hate them. I don't want to see those things. I have to go to some of these games at Koshien against the Carp and see those ugly uniforms. You can't tell who is playing which position because the numbers are the same color as the darn uniforms. Um, your manager doesn't even have a smartphone. So get with the times, Arai. Sorry, I don't want to knock them. No, those, those are not even logic right there. The logic behind this is that they have most of their positions already determined. Like they didn't really have a lot of position battles because they have solid players at a lot of positions. The problem with having those solid players at all those positions is that none of them is that good. And I don't think any of them are real breakout candidates either. They've either hit their ceiling or they just have a fairly low ceiling. Um, their pitching is not that great. We saw that with their relief last year. Um, Kuribayashi is hurt right now. That would be their closer. Their ace, Morista, is also hurt. We don't know how long those injuries are going to linger. But nevertheless, things just look pretty bleak for the men in red. Next, in fifth place, I have got the Yokohama DNA Bay Stars. And while some people pick them to finish first, and even a lot of people pick them to finish in the top three, this is what I see with the Bay Stars. If, 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 if. Trevor Bauer came along, so what? If he creates a disturbance, which there's a pretty good chance of, if he doesn't pan out, if he pouts, if he doesn't fit in Japan, he's like the Logan Paul of baseball players, in my opinion. So... I could very easily see him leaving Japan with like two wins and, uh, you know, a lot of urine in his cornflakes. I just don't see him having a Cy Young, Japanese Cy Young uh, award season. Um, they've got another starter named Taira who missed a season and a half or almost two seasons. And then in his second preseason game, they had him throw 115 pitches. How is that for good, uh, you know, coaching and load management. Terrible. Okay. You've got Onuki, another one of their good starting pitchers who is not going to be available at the start of the season. So when's he coming back and will he be okay? That's another if, right? You got Tyler Austin, probably the best import hitter in Japan who hasn't played more than I think 75 games in any season since he's been here. He's starting hurt. We don't know when he's coming back. So there's another if. You've got... um Miyazaki and Soto, they're two corner infielders. Pretty good players. Also both 34 years old. Also both regressing. So if either of these guys falls off of the, off of the table, falls off of the cliff, they're kind of screwed. And I don't really see any guys stepping up and having big years that they didn't have last year outside of that. Like Sano's a good hitter. I don't think he's going to hit more than he has. He's probably going to stay about the same. Maki might do a little bit better, but Kuahara has probably hit his ceiling as well. Um, they lost one of their catchers, which may not seem like a big deal, but I think he was a pretty good defensive catcher. So all these things put together. Oh, and one more, Yamasaki. Sorry to go along on this. Yamasaki, their closer, um, was rumored to go to the majors, but he just signed a big, I think, six-year deal to stay with the Bay Stars. You know what happens in the first year of signing the big free agent contracts? More often than not, a subpar season. So for all those reasons, I've got the Bay Stars in fifth. Ravi Chan's on line two. 
<laughs> um, tell them I'm busy. Okay. I'm still ranting about the Bay Stars. <laughs> um, coming in fourth, I have got another Kanto team, and that would be the Yomiri Giants. I actually wanted to pick them in the top three because I, I shouldn't say I wanted to. My instinct, was, my instinct was to put them there. But like you said, they're a team that's not getting any younger. And they've got plenty of position players and even pitchers that are just past their prime and could break down at any time. I mean, Sugano is already kind of broken down. We're still not sure if he's going to be fully ready for the start of the season. Um, their most reliable pitcher is Togo. And I still think that man has been overworked in his first two seasons as a pro. He's still just like 22 years old, I think, 22, 23. Um, he's been overworked and I don't know if they can count on him to carry the pitching staff the way that they want him to. And who do they have outside of them as their key starters? I can't really name you any names that are guaranteed to do anything for them. And so given that they play in a hitter's park and they don't have very good pitchers, I could just see them not really having a great record at Tokyo Dome and I don't see them finishing in the playoffs. Okay with that? Yay. Good, good, good. Okay. So in third place, Wait a minute. How come I haven't said the Chunichi Dragons yet? This is where I'm putting them. Finally, they're making the playoffs. They are breaking their spell of being out of the playoffs for ages. And the reason is this. I think that their top four pitchers are outstanding. We might not see the best of the best from them. It kind of just depends. But Yudai Ono is still elite, right? Hiroto Takahashi, who was on Samurai Japan, is elite. The Tigers were lucky. We didn't face him at all last year, but he was lights out. Shinnosuke Ogasawara has looked great this spring. He looked great against Samurai Japan. He looked really good at the end of last season. So that's a third pitcher. And let's not forget the guy that almost won the Sawamura Award in 2021, Yuya Yanagi, who's also quite good. So that foursome is pretty fearsome. And in a pitcher's park, it's going to be hard to score runs against them. And then they added old man Hideaki Wakui who may not be able to put up 10 wins, but he's still a decent arm to add to that rotation. And they probably have a few guys that I just haven't heard of that can also fill that sixth spot. So I look at their rotation and I say, wow. Okay, they've also got a good back end in Rodriguez and Martinez for their eighth and ninth innings. And on top of that, um, they added a really good import bat in Aquino. Now, Aquino, I think, is batting 170 this spring, but he has, he's also got four home runs. So the power that they've been lacking for ages, um, while they still might might not lead the league in home runs or come anywhere near that, I think they're going to see a bit of a boost in run production, and that's going to be enough to push them into the playoffs, in my opinion. So we're down to two teams, and everybody knows full well that I ain't picking the Tigers second and the Swallows first. That just don't make no sense. Not for T-Ray, not for H-10. So the Swallows are in second. And what is my logic behind this? Well, I think their pitching is also a little bit suspect. So they do have a couple of good front-end starters, Keiji Takahashi and um, Ryan Ogawa or Yasuhiro Ogawa. He's decent. He's not ace material, but he'll get you the innings that you need. Um, and then, you know, they've got Okugawa who's hurt and they've got a couple other arms that are kind of mediocre, including like a Takanashi type and that. But they also lost McGuff at the end of their, uh, at the end of their bullpen. And... I just see, as you said, people are going to pitch around Murakami and with Osuna being his support, Osuna's a great hitter, but he also runs really hot and really cold. So when he's running cold, that's going to be a much easier lineup to face if you just pitch around Murakami. Um, Yamada, man, 
father time is catching up to him. I don't think he's got the wheels anymore. He's not hitting, you know, like his average was, I think, below 250 last season. Um, he's just not the same force that he used to be. He's still a very good hitter, but he's not who he used to be. And so even though they've got a great, um, you know, lineup, I just don't think they have enough to three-peat. Just like you said, it takes a lot to three-peat. There's a lot of fatigue in there, and a lot of their guys were with Samurai Japan, so I think that's going to factor in as well. The result being the Hanshin Tigers are going to finish in first place. But get this, for my tiebreaker, I am saying that Sheldon Noisy and Johan Mieses are going to combine for nine home runs. Ooh. Okay, my logic there is that Noisy is not a home run hitter to begin with, so I don't see him having a bunch of home runs. And Okada has said he's only going to play one of them at a time, more often than not. And if Noisy produces with a lot of doubles and with a decent average, he's going to stay. And the way that Mieses plays defense, I just don't see him getting in for very much action. So if I have to break it down, I would say maybe Noisy will get six or seven and Mieses will get two or three and that'll be it. Mm. <laughs> Pretty and harsh. If they're, and... this, they're gonna, if they're listening to this, they're going to say, I'm going to show T-Ray and hit like 20 bombs, 30 bombs each. And they're also going to say, I ain't coming on your show. Forget you. <laughs> so, well, there you have it. I mean, I really think, you know, with the Tigers, especially with the addition of Morista, and also they've got a couple other good kind of solid backup guys in Watanabe, who's going to come in and hit the cover off the ball. Haraguchi is looking great. So we've got, you know, depth, even on the top squad, we're not going to get shut out near as much as we did last year. We're going to manufacture more runs because of Okada. And so... Some of those one nothing losses may turn into two to one wins, or even, you know, we might just have a, a, a huge boost in our ties. And that might be enough to get sweet revenge on the swallows that we end up tied at the top of the standings. But because we have more ties, we win, we win, we win. I don't know. I just think we're going to finish in first. How do you like that? Love it, love it, love it. Is this an okay time to point out that we actually are third in NPB in the number of home runs during preseason with 13? Only, only behind. Five. Only behind Nippon Ham with 15 and SoftBank with 14. We had 13 home runs. We're scoring this year. And that's despite two from Oyama and one from Sato or two from Sato? Maybe two from Sato. Yeah, we had three from Morista. Anyways, that's pretty good stuff. All right. So that was the standings prediction contest. Thank you again to all participants. Stay tuned because come October... There will be one winner announced. I'm going to post it on social media and I will contact that participant and send the prizes their way just as I did last fall. Um, last year's winner, I believe, predicted by text. He also predicted by text this year. Um, I hope he doesn't win again. <laughs> just because he didn't pick the Tigers to win. It. All right. Okay, let's get into some predictions. Yeah, I know. We just predicted the standings, but we're also going to predict now the first nine games of the 2023 season, Sanjay. Last year, we started the year 0-9. I'm going to predict ain't going to happen again. Yeah, I'm going to say we're going to be better than last year. Yes. Okay, we're right. Anyways, we are starting the season on March the 31st at Kyocera Dome against the Bay Stars. The opening pitch is going to be thrown out by Randy Bass. Legend. Woohoo! Yes. So it's 31st, April 1st, April 2nd. It looks like for us, it's going to be Aoyagi on the mound on opening day, followed by Akiyama and then Saiki. 
And for them, they announced that Kenta Ishida is their opening day starter. And then second day, they had Gazelman last Saturday. I'm assuming he'll be their starter this Saturday, this coming Saturday. And then on Sunday, they had Shota Kasahara, who they got in the active players draft from the Dragons. Uh, so there's a good chance we'll be facing him on Sunday. I like our chances in that series simply based on who we've got on the mound versus who they've got. I like the I like your thinking. So then we go into Hiroshima and face the Carp. I don't know who they've got starting. I don't care. We have got uh, the one-two punch of Nishinishi followed by Otake. I think that's going to be another good series for us because if we're facing the back end of their pretty weak rotation, it could be a pretty good series for us. And then we go up against the two-time defending champions of the Central League, the Tokyo Yakult Swallows. That will be on our home grounds at Koshien Stadium. I'll be at the middle of those three games. And we would assume we'd have the same three starters, but you never know. Ito might come back or they might shuffle things around. Anyways, that's how it goes down. Nine games before we record another podcast. Sanjay, bold, fearless prediction. What is our record going to be on April the 10th when these nine games are done? I'm going to rein myself in a little bit and say that we'll be six and three playing 667 ball. I like it. I like it. I am actually going to be a little bit more cautious than that. Let's keep in mind there might be a rain out in here. Uh, um, there seems to be some rain in the forecast, but um, I'm going to say five and four. So we will be above 500. Um, if we lose a game because of rain, that's going to be one of the losses taken away and it'll be five and three. But um, I also want to keep in mind, and this is just spouting out facts that mean nothing, but Okada did say he believes this Hanshin Tigers team is really only going to hit its stride around the middle of the season. So I don't know if we're going to burst out of the gates is all I'm saying. Fair enough. All right, everybody. That's a wrap for another episode of H10 Hanshin Tigers English News. Thank you once again for tuning in. I know it was a bit of a long show, but I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't gotten your fill of us, we are out there on the interwebs, as you probably already know, patreon.com slash the Hanshin Tigers. The website is thehanshintigers.com. I'm on Twitter at the Hanshin Tiger, singular. Instagram at Hanshin Tigers English News. YouTube, I think if you also just search Hanshin Tigers English News, it's there. And Facebook as well. Same handle. All that stuff is in the show notes. And T-Ray also has a daily sports column in Japanese. The new column should be coming out sometime this week or early next week. So check that out as well. Special thanks to Infraction for the new rock and theme music. And thanks to Show for mixing the show for us. Thanks, Sanjay. Thanks, T-Ray. Always fun. Have a good week, everybody. Let's go, Tigers. Are they? Are they? Let's go, Hanshin. Are they?